Hey, what is up, everybody? And welcome to the Get Your Bell Rung Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall. And we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. On this week's show, we're going to break down the week that was for week 15 in the NFL. And we will look behind the curtains into week 16. Uh, and I'd like to start out by wishing you, Kevin, and everyone out there a very Merry Christmas. Uh, we will not have another show before Christmas. So uh, how how festive are you? Extremely. Our house looks like the North Pole. Nice. Outside I... is a lot of stuff. Our neighbor does a lot of that. And then inside there, we have inflatables everywhere, lights everywhere. Uh, it's literally like winter wonderland. It's excellent. I am my significant other. She is more of the more of the ho, ho, ho. I'm not really a bah humbug. I'm more that like, wasn't uh, a very nice thing to say. Well, you know, I, honestly. <laughs> my she, significant other is more of a ho, ho, ho. Yeah, you know, Christmas spirit person. She takes care of all the decorations <laughs> and all that good stuff. I, uh, I'm i not really a bah humbug. I'm more of a, <laughs> I'm in the middle. I'm a ho, ho humbug. That'll okay. be that'll be me. No, we are not humbugs. We started decorating before Thanksgiving. Uh, there's just stuff everywhere. Matter of fact, I put up some more lights indoors just this morning. So, uh, yeah, we our whole house is just full. We get a real tree. We we do the whole nine yards because my daughter and I we love Christmas. It's like my dad is his favorite holiday, so we roll with that around here, buddy. We were festive, very festive. Uh, we're gonna I, have some eggnog here shortly. Uh, those of us watching the video, I, I am festive for the show. I got a stocking behind me, a little Merry Christmas yeah. balloon. So I'm doing yeah, something I, here. Yeah, I tried to wear my Santa hat, as I told you, but it didn't work with this background. It kept getting all fuzzy and crazy. It's sort of like my hands are now. Uh, but yeah, very festive. We're almost ready for Christmas here. Got a couple more things to wrap, and I'm good to go. Uh, well, this last week, man, what we had some serious football games. We had, what, three of them end in overtime, three more come down to, like, the final play. It was wild. It was trash is what it was trash it was a solid week of football oh i'll tell you what's trash though and and i mentioned this off air so i might as well bring it up now um in one of my fantasy leagues last two weeks it was win and i'm in i lost um two weeks ago so i needed to win this one uh unfortunately that did not happen because uh tom brady's final pointless touchdown uh that was unneeded had me lose by 0.62 so that final touchdown by Brady gave me a loss, kicked me out of the playoffs by less than a point. It's brutal, buddy. You called me right after it happened. Yeah. And I didn't really know what to say. I, neither one of us exactly had a great fantasy week last week. It was sort of disappointing. Uh, I went into my league of record as the number three seed, facing off against the number six seed, who was starting two tight ends. Uh, your Tyler Algiers of the world. I was favored by 30 and lost by 20. Uh, because Tyler Algier, of course, had the game, most likely what will be the game of his entire career when he eventually retires. Now, he did have Hurts and A.J. Brown. They've carried him all year. But the rest of his team is literal trash. And he knows it is. Uh, but hey, any given week, you never know. My guys just didn't, didn't do right. a whole lot besides Cousins and J.J., Miles Sanders, he wonderful game, 
great game plan by the Eagles with his two rushes at halftime. Uh, yeah, it worked out really well. I love losing in the first round of the playoffs, so I can't win a championship for getting more money. It's great. Good feeling. Well, well we both know it's, an, it's a running joke that the fantasy gods hate me. I have I have spurned them in, in some way. Yes. Um, because they just they come at me. And so the league that I was just mentioning, how it came all, all the way down to less than a point. It, it, it was like the fantasy gods last it's ever because all year they've been trying to 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 get me in this league where here are my first six draft picks. DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams, and this is a 14-team <clears throat> league, Mike Williams, AJ Dillon, Rashad Bateman, and Rashad Penny. Six of those seven, all except for AJ Dillon. Have are either out for the year or missed significant time due to injuries, and I was still able to be in a position to make it to the playoffs. But again, that did not happen. It's brutal, buddy. Brutal. brutal. You brutal. didn't help yourself when you played he who shall not be named earlier in the year, but by then yeah. all this stuff had already happened, so I know. it couldn't have been that. I guess that was the last nail in the coffin. Uh you got the same type of screws put to you pretty much in the once and done with two nut and his foolishness. Um, as we discussed for the show, I overthought myself in the once and done. And instead of having my original lineup, which would have put me in first after the one week, I'm now in third because I'm an idiot. But what are you going to do, right? What are you going to do? I know. Such is fantasy football. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he put the screws to so many people worldwide for fantasy. I mean, a lot of team, a lot of leagues, that's their first week. At the playoffs, a lot, a lot of leagues like your one. It was the last week of the regular season where you, boy, you might have needed him to get you into the playoffs. But uh, we, we let's not talk about him because I'm going to end up saying things that I shouldn't probably say. Okay. So, all right, Let, and let's talk about the the first game of the week <laughs> that Thursday night, or the San Francisco 49ers <laughs> beat the Seattle Seahawks. Brock Purdy, man, I don't want to say he's the real deal, but he he's a heck of a fill in, and you, I guess, I mean. I talked about this last week on the show, and, and you brought it up the week before. Now, Shanahan, he's going to put Purdy in positions to succeed, yep. and he has certainly done that. Uh, Chris McCaffrey, he went off as usual. But the star of the show, man, George Kittle, four catches for 93 yards, two scores. The Seahawks, man, they at least tried to tackle him. Some teams don't even try. They they attempted, but they were Florida. they were not yeah. successful. No, they were and not. Then, uh, yeah, and then Seattle, they – no fan scored a touchdown. Tyler Lockett and DK, they were okay in a, in a PPR. But uh, other than that, not much doing for them, uh, really for anyone. So The Niners, the, the thing we talk about, it's almost difficult to not be in a good position at quarterback of that team. It's literally an embarrassment of riches. It is. At, at every position, you've got an all-pro. It's yeah. freaking nuts. I mean, uh, how could you not succeed? As far the as the, the oh, and that was another thing. Christian McCaffrey, man, huge week. Seventeen point seven points in the first half. Second half, they I think went three and out about thirty eight times. They just didn't they even get the ball. Yeah, they just stopped. Um, as far as the Seahawks go, it looks like Kenny Walker's might not play this week. Uh, Lockett's definitely not playing this week. He had finger surgery, correct? Yes. Yeah, so they're saying about at least this week, probably two weeks, might be back for week 18 and definitely would be back for the playoffs if they make it. Uh, but, man, talk about a team falling apart. 
see where this goes. Well, your your Niners pick is looking smarter and smarter every day. It is. And, uh, dude, we'll move on to the most shocking game of ever because the largest comeback in the history of the NFL happened on Saturday where the Vikings went into halftime losing 33 to nothing to the Indianapolis Colts and somehow win 39 to 36 in overtime. And the Colts only scored one offensive touchdown. Matt Ryan threw one to Deion Jackson. Yeah, and for one that, yard. That's, how do you score 36 points with one offensive touchdown? That's hard to do. Whew, well, man. part of it was because you and I's brilliant pick of Chase McLaughlin, both of our kicker of the week, he ends up being the number one kicker of the week with five field goals, three extra points, and I was wise enough to not play him. Yeah, well, it's for you, but... You know, you say that tongue in cheek because you didn't, you you know, obviously that was a, a bad call, but you did have Kirk Cousins going for you, as you mentioned in your legal record, although it ended up not helping, but 460 yards, four touchdowns through the air, two picks. Uh, Dalvin Cook had um, a monster, monster game. He actually sent the game into overtime, if if I'm not mistaken, right? He did. Uh, he took a screen pass to the house. Like, I mean, what was that? 60 some, 70 some yards? yards, I think it ended up. That, yeah, that was a, the bulk of his points were came on one play. That was, I mean, he, well, he had. He otherwise had a, yeah, he otherwise right. had a good game, but this made it a great game. Right. One play. Justin Jefferson did his deal, twelve for one twenty-three in a score, and KJ Osborne, the game of his life, ten for one fifty-seven, and he found the end zone as well. But man, th- what a wild, wild game! See, I was out and about shopping, hours away. For it's something I had to get. Can't speak of it on here, so certain people don't maybe hear it. Um, and I'm just like talking to you. Of course, you send me your wonderful text. Uh oh. And I just sort of want to reach through the phone and rip your throat out through the <laughs> through the thing because I'm just like this. Mm. So I find out immediately that precious, precious little Jonathan Taylor or his little ankle. So he can't play anymore. So I get 1.8 points out of him. That was great. And then on top of it, in my league of record, I've got Cousins and JJ. And, of course, they have zero points at halftime. I'm like, you know, I'm so glad I play fantasy football. It's so enjoyable. So enjoyable. I'm glad that I'd like to torture myself. So then this game, I see there's a score, and he gets a touchdown. And he's finally not at negative four points anymore. And then they get another one and another one. And another. And I finally get home in time that I get to see. I get home right before the Cook touchdown. And I'm just like, this is madness. And I'm not sure. Were you even watching? Didn't you sort of give up on it in the second half? Weren't you out doing? You are put in a mailbox or something, weren't you? Yeah, I had, to re- I had to replace my mailbox. So I just had my phone out there and had the game on more so listening than watching. And my neighbor came out because he was, you know, watching me and, you know, we're just chatting it up. And by the by the fourth midway through the fourth quarter, we were both just standing there holding my phone in the front yard to just glued to the screen, just as watched with the craziness that was going on. It, it really was. It's just tale of two halves. The thing was, at no point did the Colts really play super good football, even in the first half. Yeah, you're right. They scored all those points, but it wasn't pretty. It wasn't like they were getting yardage in chunks. 
how they got those those points, it's, it's you're right, it's nuts. Whereas the second half, the Vikings look like the greatest show on turf, unstoppable. Uh, again, glad I took Justin Jefferson out of my once and done lineup. That really worked out well. It was, it was crazy. It was weird to watch. And it's like you knew at one point, you know, they're going to come back and they're going to win this game. And now our friend Matty Ice is part of the two biggest comeback losses in uh, history. Well, the biggest postseason come from behind loss and now the biggest regular season. Um, My favorite little uh, with the 28 to three in the Super Bowl, my favorite little fact, fun fact from that, if you know those listening don't know this, that uh, Kraft, whenever he had the the Super Bowl rings made for the Patriots after winning that Super Bowl, he had 283 diamonds put in to represent mm-hmm. the 28 to three score. I saw that That's on Pro Football Talk when they came out. That's awesome. That it? is. Oh man, I love rub petty. it in. That's that's as petty as it gets. Rub it and, in. And Saturday was interesting because we had three games, but we had one awful game sandwiched in between two really good ones. Well, and the awful one, unfortunately, was uh, your Ravens losing to the Browns 13-3. to uh, J.K. Dobbins, 13 carries, 125 on the ground. Other than that, absolutely nothing to talk about really for anyone on yeah. either side of the ball, except for Nick Chubb with his 99 yards rushing. I mean, Donovan Peoples-Jones scored a touchdown, but only 31 yards to the air. That was it was not a pretty game for anyone. I don't know that I've ever that I can recall seeing an entire NFL game where the highest fantasy scorer only scored 13.3. Stuff to do. That's nuts. Because even in like a games that are like three nothing, six to three, there's somebody who does something spectacular enough. This was a really weird, horrible to watch. The only silver line of this whole thing is praise Jeebus. Praise Jeebus. There's finally chatter in the mainstream media of getting Greg Roman's ass kicked the hell out of Baltimore. Pardon my French. You know, I can't go through a, a whole show without cursing. It's that impossible. I got it. That would be if that is the only thing that comes out of this season. I will be so looking forward to next year to see him go ruin another team. I can't wait. I Stanford, pray that he, he leaves. Stanford? No, that, he that's Stanford? how he was. They've already hired their coach, haven't they? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah they already hired a guy. He was out of the running really quick because they probably interviewed and they realized how much of an idiot he was when they he told him, yeah, we only run three plays. They work for the first seven weeks. Three yards in all a cloud the of dust. DCs know we only run three plays. I mean, their own team's calling them out now. Like, we rush for over 200 yards and we score three points. Really? The defense holds them to only 13. And part of that was the touchdown came off uh, off of a turnover. They're playing lights out, but they can't, can't score because we, we've said this on the show before. If you and I are sitting on our couches and we know what play's coming, do you really think NFL head coaches and court, defense coordinators don't know what's coming? It's awful think- to watch. Awful. Yeah, but luckily for us, following that one, were the um, Buffalo Bills beat the Miami Dolphins thirty-two to twenty-nine. That was a really good game. Came down to the end, and we were both wrong. We we thought Miami was going to struggle up there in the freezing temps, and uh, you know they they're calling for snow, but it didn't really come till the to the fourth quarter. So we got some really good football there. Tua played fine. 
234 and two. Raheem Mostert had over 155 uh, total yards. And uh, Jalen Waddle, th- only three catches, but 114 plus a score. Dude, w- we were talking, man. He, when Waddle caught his touchdown pass, it was absolutely no one. I, I don't think you've seen Bolt in his prime was going to catch Waddle on that. He just was sh- absolutely shot. It was nice. I, I I told you after the game, like he caught it two yards deep, two yards clear, three steps. He was seven yards clear. It was, it, you're right. It looked like one of those roller coasters that just, you don't go up the hill. It just slingshots you. He, he can move. Yeah. And I mean, they, Tua and credit to him, he hyper targets those two guys. I know Waddle only had three catches, but Tyreek Hill nine catches, sixty nine in a score. But everyone, listen to the the rest of the receivers. One catch, one catch, one catch, yep. one catch, one catch. No one had more than one reception outside of Waddle and Tyreek Hill. And then Josh Allen, what a man! Three hundred yards and four touchdowns through the air. Plus he led the team with seventy seven yards on the ground. And Dawson Knox was the leading receiver for them. Even more down game for Stephon Diggs, only five for 60, but Knox went six for 98. And one of those um, Josh Allen touchdowns was to him. It certainly was. Back to the Dolphins. Is there a faster running back, receiver, receiver combo in the league? No. I don't think there is. Who would think? Who's even close? Mostert's historically fast. I think, was it two years ago? He had... Like the, the two, top two or three speeds. Top two in the league. Miles per hour, yep. And then you throw in Tyree Kill, who's always up there, and like we were talking about Waddle. Yeah, I, I lot, can't man. imagine there is. Uh, we were really surprised how many points were scored with that cold, because even without the snow, it was brutally cold there. But it didn't seem too terribly windy. Uh, yeah, man, what a game. That was fun to watch, and didn't really know who was going to win till. Late in the game, uh, Dolphins are starting to struggle, man. If they, they better get it together here quick or they're going to end up missing the playoffs. I love that the Bills and Chiefs keep winning because it's going to make both teams relevant to play everybody in Week 18. Yes, for sure. Uh, moving on, my Eagles, a little too close for comfort, uh, but they did take down the Chicago Bears 25-20. to 20. Jalen Hurts, after we talked him up a week before, uh, he ended up with two interceptions, no passing touchdowns, although he did throw for 300 through the air, uh, but he did save you with his legs. Three rushing touchdowns for Jalen Hurts. Obviously, that kills you if you're a Miles Sanders owner. Sorry, Kevin. Uh, but I, Then, dude, A.J. Brown, nine for 181, and Devonta Smith, five for 126. I'll tell you what, man, this A.J. Brown trade might be the – best trade of the entire offseason and I know the you know the Dolphins went for Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams went to the Raiders but A.J. Brown seems to be the the missing piece for this team because if if, if, third down you need something he's got you on a slant now he had some he had I think two bad drops but he also makes ridiculous catches every single week and he is a man with a ball in his hands as for the Bears Justin Fields looked really good only seven incompletions, two passing touchdowns, uh, 95 yards on the ground. David Montgomery scored for you uh, twice, actually, once on the ground and once receiving. Um, outside of that, not much going for the Bears. But um, I tell you what, man. Oh, and the Eagles, three different guys had two sacks on the on the day. Ah, impressive. Didn't realize yes. that. Uh, as far as the Eagles go, 
there's some sort of poetic justice here with the endless running by Jalen Hurts. It makes me feel so good that his shoulders busted up and he's not going to oh, play this on. week. And I really hope that it lingers and it becomes worse and worse. It made me feel so good with his 22-yarder and two one-yard touchdowns. It makes me feel it, so that bad that he got slammed to the ground and messed up his shoulder. I, I've been tr- crying myself to sleep every night. but Four or five times. Besides the fact that I love it, we've talked about this. All these running quarterbacks – Fields hurt his shoulder. L. Jacks hurt his what? Who? Whatever sissy injury he's got this time. Hurts hurting his shoulder. It's great when it's all everybody's healthy. But I'm telling you, and you know too. And I I saw an article about this today. I read briefly, and I couldn't find it again. It's not just that these guys take a lot of hits. It's that a lot of the hits they take are f- that or that they're not really running backs. Their bodies aren't really made for this long term hit after hit. But the average speed when they get hit is a little bit higher than when running backs get hit. Think about a running back going through the middle. They get hit pretty early before they're up to full speed. A lot of times when these three guys get hit, they're moving, they're pumping. So a little bit more force when they're getting hit. And over time, sooner or later, something bad happens, either from the force of the hit or how much harder they hit the ground because of the speed they're going at. And we talk about these teams, they're luckily, they have Minshew. They have the stash. He, he's going to hold down the fort. But yep. I mean, look at the Ravens. They're trash without L. Jacks. Uh, the Bears are trash without Fields. And we'll see what happens this week. But I, I love this style. It's fun to watch. It's cool. I love open, big open, you know, uh, offenses. But, yeah. Dude, it's, it's impossible to stop that, that third and one, fourth and one play where Philly just gets – Two, three running backs and tight ends behind yeah, Jalen Hurts. Push him. It, it's the Eagles go on the field. They basically tell the defense, "Hey, this is what we're doing. You're not going to be able to stop us, and no one can stop it." I don't. I don't know that it's that play's been stopped all it, year. It's very difficult to stop because you had the momentum right from the get go because sure. you know when the ball is going to be snapped. I've heard some talk that there's a little talk in league circles of tinkering with those rules to make it so they can't do this whole gang push thing like rugby anymore. I doubt that that would ever go through. Yeah, they want offense. They do, but not that. A lot of people think it's bullcrap. Sort of like how you can't can't pull a runner, but you can push them. So so some of the teams are at this thing, it's sort of BS that they – I don't really mind. I'm just irritated that I have Miles Sanders. I can't wait till they get in the playoffs (laughs) and they line up that way and then – Hurts drops back and throws a touchdown pass to a wide open guy. And they might do that. Yeah. Or he might get crushed and blow his shoulder out worse. There we go. Um, One of the more disappointing games of the week, and the Jets have a good defense, but I think most folks were hoping for more out of the Detroit Lions. Uh, They did win, though, uh, in last second fashion to the Jets, 20 to 17. Jared Goff, 250 yards through the air, but only one score. DeAndre Swift, here we go. Eight carries, fifty-two yards, averaging six and a half yards a carry. What do we? Why, why does he not have fifteen carries? Yeah, you know, he can't handle it. He's going to get hurt. He's always hurt anyway. You, you're trying to make the playoffs here. Yeah, we give this guy the ball. He's so explosive. Well, you know, he, he might have got you know forty yards on one carry. I don't care. That's that's what DeAndre Swift does. That's his yeah, game. But Jamal Williams was averaging two and a half yards a carry. Why yeah. would you want to take the ball out of his hands? So annoying. Amon Ra, seven for 76. But unless he scores, um, 
uh, a not doing it for you. Brock Wright scored, and that helped absolutely <laughs> no one. Yeah. And uh, that was about it for uh, for Detroit. As far as the Jets go, <laughs> how about Zach Wilson? Who's the top 10 quarterback Played a good on game. the week? Yeah, 300. Well, he didn't look good. Barely completed 50% of his passes, yeah. but he did throw for 300 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Zonovan Knight, that Lions run defense is legit. They shut people out. Week after week, Dalvin Cook only had 20-some yards rushing. Bam Knight only had 23 yards on the ground. Uh, Garrett Wilson, though, through the air, four for 98. That guy's a stud. And luckily for everyone out there, C.J. Uzama stole both of the receiving touchdowns. It's two funny, catches. we were talking about these two teams last week, and I don't think we really discussed that they were playing this week. We were discussing how we hoped they both could win out and both make the playoffs, how awesome would be for us, the NFL people in general, not realizing, crap, one of these teams is going to lose this week. <laughs> yeah. and that might be the last straw. But, um, dude, be. this Detroit team, if they can keep this offense together, keep that run defense going, and then straighten out their secondary a little bit, boy, they are going to be – they could be frightening next year. Yeah. And then the Jets, if they could just get a quarterback, you've got the defense that, who are playing great, generally speaking. You're going to get Brees Hall back, maybe not – week one, but at some point during the season, if they could just straighten out the quarterback position, you're talking about another potential juggernaut. It's awesome watching these teams. It's cool. Uh, man, what else can you say? I still hope they both make the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Somehow. Need some help, though. It's going to be tough. especially For both of them, it's going to be tough. There's too many sure. teams ahead of them. Right. The uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. They took down the Carolina Panthers. I have no idea who this Panthers team is. They win last week in Seattle by scoring 30, but at home they can only get 16 against the Steelers. And only two Steelers worth having, Najee Harris, 86 yards and a touchdown. And then Deontay Johnson, 10 catches, only 98 yards on 10 catches. Uh, but uh, quite a few passes there. And then no one, no one had more than two receptions other than him. Talk about hyper-targeting uh, your number one guy. And then for the Panthers, man, Deonta Foreman <laughs> really, really let me down. Ten carries for nine yards. Oh, and in that lead that I lost by .62, I had Pat Fryermuth who threw up a goose egg, and Deontay Foreman. So two players got me less than a point, and I still only lost by yeah. .62. Yeah. These fantasy gods, man. I, I got to figure out what I did, but – um. They they really don't like me. DJ Moore though, five for seventy three and a touchdown like that. Big game, yeah. I had Fryer uh, Muth in the once and done. That's the thing. I'm in third, not too far out of first, but I got that the goose egg from him, the one point eight from Jonathan Taylor. Man, if I could have gotten even just ten points out of each of them, I'm only ten points behind and in second place. So frustrating this game. Uh, as far as what you said about the Panthers, who are they? They're a bunch of mediocre players. So if they can put it together one week, they can win. If the next week they don't, they don't. They don't have any one player that's going to pick them up. And the Steelers are a completely different team when TJ Watt is healthy and in the lineup. Complete different team. Uh, my question with them is what is Omar Epps's vision for the future? If it is it going to be Pickett? I don't know. I know he didn't play this because of the concussion. It wasn't like he. But I just don't, overall, this I, I just 
nothing about them. I don't like the Steelers in general, as you know, as a Ravens man, but there's just nothing about them that scares me for the next five years. Like they're going to sort of become the whipping boy of, of, of the well, that defense is going to keep them in games. They, they don't have to score a whole lot of points. Well, they don't. You're right. But I, I just think they don't get to play the Panthers every week. And a lot of the better teams are, I'm not saying they're going to get blown out of the water, but I, I, I just don't see them having a lot of like winning seasons over the next five years. Unless something really changed. Omar Epps, he's a good coach when he's not cheating, you know, running out on the field during kickoff returns. But aside from that, he is a good coach. So uh, I guess if there's anybody that can make this work, it's him. I'm not sure. Are there any players even left in the NFL that played in the game that you reference constantly where Mike Tomlin stepped on the field on that punt return? What does it have to do with the players? He was the one that cheated. I know. I'm I'm just showing you how long ago and how long you've been holding on to this game as a ravens fan we all hold on to it because we don't like it when our arch rival cheats when their coach runs out on the field during a return to make a tackle and and, preposterous and it was and gets not not even so much as a freaking penalty for it he prohibits a return touchdown to potentially win the game the ravens end up losing He's hanging out on the field. And it wasn't even like he wasn't paying attention and just sort of meandered out there. He was watching the play and literally walked out onto the field. What the hell? How is that legal? They'll throw people 15 yards if their pinky toe touches that thick white line. This guy actually steps on the playing surface and they allow it to happen. The Ravens the, ends up getting caught and they end up losing. Freaking MRFs. I'm glad House got canceled. I can't believe that the Houston Texans took the Kansas City Chiefs to overtime. Sorry, folks. Sometimes I just have to just push on when Kevin gets on a rant. 24 to you 30. You got me going there. <laughs> it's not hard. I, there's a few buttons, I know. <coughs> uh, six points. Uh, it, and the Texans were leading a, for a good portion of this game. This two weeks in a row now. Cowboys last week, Tech or uh, Chiefs this week. Houston's, uh, they're doing something here. Patty can Mahomes. I, can I ask you a quick question? Please. So, the Cowboys are losing to the Texans, come back and win late in the game. And it's, the sky is falling. The world is ending. Hell freezeth over. The Cowboys are trash. Everybody, every freaking media person in the world, mainstream or not, is the Cowboys are done. The Chiefs, have to come back, and then they won in overtime, correct? Correct. Not a peep. It's because the Chiefs are, they're strong, they're tough, they're resourceful, they're resilient. They made a way. They were able to to fight off the horrible Texans. What what is the difference there? I think it's because the Chiefs have shown uh, a propensity to do this, like with the Bills game last year, and the Cowboys, they struggle with mediocrity constantly and they always blow it they always blow it and i think we're looking for reasons to doubt the cowboys yes and and we're looking for reasons um to cheer for the chiefs so i think that's what it is i I don't think it's just reasons to doubt the cowboys i think a lot of people just look for any reason they can to hate the cowboys any any way they can spin anything they'll do it like you're Stephen a smith the cowboys could win the super bowl and he would still the next day be going on about how much they suck. Um, 
it, it's bizarre to me because I, I, you know, I'm a Ravens fan. Cowboys are, you know, my my uh, backup team if I need one, just because my dad loved them. But I'd never in a million years root for them over the Ravens. But I just find the coverage. It's just like politics. You pick one side, you pick the other, you spin whatever happens in your direction. It doesn't matter the truth. It's just let's spin it however we want. I just thought I was thinking about that this week. How is this was almost like the carbon copy of the Cowboys game, but two completely different post game scripts. Yep, hundred percent. A couple guys had big games for the Chiefs. Patty Mahomes being one of them, three thirty six and two plus a rushing score. Isaiah Pacheco looked great week after week after week. This guy's good. And uh, Travis Kelsey, 10 for 105. That's what he does. Juju had a nice game, uh, 10 for 88. But Jarek McKinnon is the story here. This guy is has been blowing up as of, as of late. 10 carries all, for 52 and a rushing touchdown, plus eight catches for 70 yards and another score. He, uh, I'll be honest, I have him in a couple leagues, and he's been helping me my – um both of my teams that are in the playoffs i made the playoffs in two of my six leagues and uh he's on both of those teams so he's he's definitely helped me as of late and then for the texans you got no one sorry no your boy chris moore we were rooting for only four for 42 after blowing up for 10 catches last week so sorry and uh oh uh, damian pierce is he out again this week i've not seen that he's out this week Okay. But I haven't seen he might be. I haven't really seen anything about him whatsoever, to tell you the truth. So let's get to our friend McKinnon. A guy who seemingly has come out of nowhere. Remember, he had a decent year or two with 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 the Vikings where he was drafted. And then we know his story from there, right? Shanahanigans goes to San Fran, goes out of his way to bring McKinnon in, gives him this huge contract. And what, he tore his ACL in the preseason, didn't he? Well, McKinnon. Was that before when when was he the RB one for Minnesota? That I don't I don't remember. I guess it was right before he went to the 49ers. And he tore his ACL in Minnesota. And then tore it again. And right, and then yeah, he tore it again when he went because they they did whatever they could to get him in there because he was supposed to be the centerpiece, sort of the McCaffrey of now of Shanahanigans. And he tears his ACL in the preseason, and you never really hear from him again. He sort of goes into obscurity, just going, not playing. Now he ends up with the Chiefs, this perfect team for a, for a back like him, and now he's finally showing what he really has. Oh, yeah. So they go from having a running back CH who can't do anything to now they've got this one-two punch that might be as good as any one-two punch in a freaking league and all it's that so- other count around them, and they're like unstoppable. It's sort of like the Waddle-Tyreek Hill combo where, you know, normally you want a big receiver and a little receiver, you know, a big bruising back like the the Panthers. They got Deontay yeah. Foreman, who's a monster, and then they have Chuba Hubbard, right? But these guys are both like these quick, little, speedy guys. Well, Pacheco's pretty big, though. He's 215 pounds. But, Is he um, that big? He doesn't look that big. No, he's like 5'11", 215. Okay, he's bigger than I thought. And he, even, even um, McKinnon's 205. Yeah, but that's I mean, you're right. That's they look. Hard. I know that's not huge, but right. But but he was a guy who, like, when he went to San Francisco, was expected to be a three down back. Sure. So it's not like he's just one of these James Cook types that's or Naheem Hines that's smaller and, and and is great at what he does. So probably wouldn't be able to do that full three three down work. 
But man, wow, embarrassment of riches another team, the Chiefs. It's not just Mahomes. Look at everything around them. Even MVS scored this week. And I think McKinnon's going up against the Seahawks, right? They they give up a ton of points to running backs. So um, easy I believe matchup. I believe you are correct. Let me look see. Huh? Kansas City, yes. Seattle at Kansas City. Correct. Fine, sir. Uh, uh, as far as the Texans go, your boy Davis Mills, I know you like him. Good game. Uh, uh, other than that, trash. Yeah, nobody. Nobody. The, again, uh, they scored 24 points, but if you looked at their stat lines besides the TDs, no. you'd think they were maybe shut out, maybe got a field goal. Yeah, right. The Saints, unfortunately, won against the Falcons. That ruins the Eagles' uh, first-round draft pick that they have from the Saints. Uh, but this was a decent game. I mean, it was close. We'll, we'll say that. Desmond Ritter, in his first NFL start, had a whopping 97 yards through the air. Incredible. Way to go. You already mentioned Tyler Algier and his 140 yards and a touchdown. Cordero Patterson also had a nice game. He scored as well. Uh, one thing I'll give Ritter. He he peppered his number one guy, Drake London, seven for for seventy. Nobody else to better, throw to. <laughs> that's one of his better games. He might as well I just mean, throw it. They might as well sign us. <laughs> Mariota had the same deal, but he wouldn't throw to throw to London. So that was good to see. Busy running. Uh yeah. Yeah. And then the Saints, Alvin Kamara had what do you have? Uh, over a hundred total yards, but nothing, nothing doing there. And unless you started Rash- Rashid Shahid or Jawan Johnson. You got nothing out of your Saints. What do you mean? You'd think the bear balls on your eye, one of his two tight ends was Taysom Hill, who did absolutely nothing, didn't even have a freaking catch. But he did throw a, like, 68-yard touchdown that got him, like, 12 points all at once. It was great because it makes so much sense to play Taysom Hill in the fantasy playoffs as your number two tight end. And he does that. One thing I'll say about this game, though, is that Chris Olave is out this week. Oh, yeah. That's probably for the best. I'm glad because I need to make sure he doesn't get many more points so he's not a holdout for me next year. Yeah. So that's worked out Plus, great. I mean, what are you playing for? You know, so keep keep your best players on the shelf if you have to because uh, you want them to be, you, you know, you don't want them running out there and tearing an ACL. But there something. is something to play for. They're a game out of first place, dude. What are you talking about? Nothing to play for. They're a game out okay. of first. You're right. You're right. They're terrible. If, now, if that's they make true. the playoffs, I can't argue not, that. They're not I can't making argue it. that. But we've seen, dude. If you can right. make the playoffs, you never know what might happen. Do you know how much that would piss me off for them to be so bad? The Eagles would have a top ten pick in this year's upcoming draft, but they sneak into the playoffs. So now all of a sudden, it drops like a twentieth pick. I would be furious. Oh, that's true, because record I doesn't matter if you make the playoffs. No, well, I, I, I hadn't thought about that. Nice. That's uh yeah. that's a valid point there. We'll we'll see, man. This the Buccaneers are proving week after week they don't want to win it. So it's a it's a toss up now because what aren't they they're six and eight, the rest are all five and nine. Is that what it is? I think something like that. Uh so it's anybody's division, dude. Yeah, well, um, in a division that I hope is locked up, the NFC East, uh, it's it was helped this past week by the Cowboys losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Give that defense, that elite Dallas Cowboy defense, gave up forty points 
the Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dak Prescott, three touchdowns through the air, but he did throw two picks. Um, Tony Pollard was uh, okay. Um, Zeke, he found the end zone. He scored, I think, eight weeks in a row or something like that. It's at least six. He's got, I think he's got at least a six-game scoring streak. C.D. Lamb, seven for 126. But, unfortunately, Noah Brown stole all of the touchdowns. He had two himself. And then Trevor Lawrence, four touchdowns through the air, over 300 yards passing. Travis Etienne went over 100 yards on the ground. Zay Jones had the game of his life, six for 109 and three. And even Christian Kurt, six for 92. And if you're in a PPR, he who shall not be named, eight catches for 62. I mean, this this was a great, great game for Jacksonville. I got to stop you right quick, real quick on that beginning. The Cowboys, as atrocious as they were, actually only gave up 33 because uh, the Jags did have a defensive touchdown, but right. still absolutely awful, awful. Uh, as far as Zeke, you are correct. If you don't count the Bears game that he was injured, sat out, the games he's played, he scored in seven in a row. In eight games total, he scored. He's doing what we've talked about. You talk about every year. You look at the stats, you're like, that's yes. pretty home. He hasn't even hit 100 yards, not even once. Not even once. But he's and still going to be, be a top 10 back. He's going to be RB8, you watch. Yep. You're, you watch. you're right. You're, dude, you you you've called it. You 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 turned me on to that three, three years, years in a row. Like, look at his stats. Like <laughs> he looks awful. He doesn't belong on the field. He's the second best running back on his team, but he'll end up top ten, and he does it every year, like every eight, year. nine, or ten. It's it's crazy. As far as uh, skill players, crazy. I took C.D. Lamb out of my lineup because I'm a genius. Uh, Pollard looked good. The Jags, that whole Zay Jones thing. I played a few weeks ago. One catch, two yards. Yep. But today at three, we had more touchdowns than he had yards the week I played him. Um, <laughs> I also obviously had Christian Kirk in the league where I lost by point six two. So if he gets even one of those touchdowns, I'm good. Yeah, six for ninety two. Man, even just one more catch for ten yards. Yeah. Yeah. Not even 10 yards. It's a half point PPR. One, one, two yards. Yeah. <laughs> That'd have one been point chance, seven points. That's it. That's all Dude, we need. To is, I, I, in a world of fantasy, which you know I hate it, yet love it, that's that's just, I don't know what to say. That's just awful. That's what like, you hope. You're hoping like you'll get up Wednesday morning and the stat changes will come through. And it turns out that some guy on, on another team, actually, they decided it was uh, instead of a catch, it was a half yard lateral and call yes. it a run. <laughs> I'm still waiting for it. I wouldn't hold your breath at this point. It's Thursday afternoon. So listen but, to this. Uh, at the end, look good. Lost a fumble again. That That's going to eventually have to stop. But, man, these Jags, boy, if they didn't dig such a deep hole. But they're only a game out now, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's another team that's going to be pushing that 500 mark but might make the Lions, playoffs. Lions, Jets, Jaguars all in the playoffs. That would be so awesome. And, and Camler. Bold prediction, Camler. Jags yep. in the playoffs sneak in as, as like he's not had them sneaking in as the seven. They might go in as the four. We'll see. We'll see. That would I mean, stranger things have happened. Oh, but absolutely. let me give you a quick you, you talked about, you know, fantasy football and stuff. Here's a team I got Geno Smith, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, George Kittle, Jarek McKinnon, I told you, Jalen Waddle, Debo, Mike Williams. 
I barely – this is a 12-team league. I barely snuck into the playoffs with that lineup. Well, like we said, this is 25% skill, know-how, knowledge, 75% pure, unadulterated luck. <laughs> You're right. It really is. You are right. All right, let's go to uh, what <laughs> was a terribly ugly game. The Cardinals, 15 points. The Denver Broncos, 24 Probably, maybe the most points. Well, I think the Broncos scored 28 last week, didn't they? 24 yeah, got to be. Yeah, because they had three TDs yeah. from uh, Russ and then one from Rippin. So that's got to be close to their the most points they've scored this year. But anyway, no passing touchdowns through the air for the Cardinals. Three interceptions. And of the two quarterbacks, Colt McCoy and Trace McSorley, that played, no one hit 100 yards passing. James Connors. I think I think quietly having a good um, second half of the year scored again. It's, he seemingly seemingly a scores good every second week. half of the year. He's having a badass. Yeah. Starting week 10, 22, 12, 20, 20, and 17 points. Nobody talks about him, though. No, I mean, he's he not. The, nobody talks right, about Arizona love. except how much Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury yeah. suck. No love. DeAndre Hopkins, seven for 60, but you'd like to see him <laughs> on the end zone. Uh, tough to do, though, with. Oh, and um, Trace McSorley is starting this week. So if you got the Broncos defense, my gosh, put them in. And then for the no, Broncos. They played the that? Broncos last week. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, we just talked about this before. We Tampa Bay. Away. Tampa Bay, that's it. Yeah. Play the Buccaneers defense. Thank you for that. Um, Brett Rippon, uh, almost 200 yards passing and one score through the air. But Latavius Murray balled out 130 wow. yards on the ground and a touchdown. Uh, Jerry Judy was okay, seven for seventy-six. Marlon Mack, he scored two weeks in a row, hasn't he? Yeah, I believe so. Good for him. Oh, why not? No, just this week. Oh, he didn't score last week. No, he had a big. No, he did. He had a receiving touchdown, a long one that got him a bunch mm -hmm. of points. Yeah. So you were right. Yeah. Um, overall, a terrible, horrible game to watch with McSorley at the helm. Any Cardinals pass catchers are useless. I I couldn't recommend even starting D Hop at this point. If you yeah, have anything he, viable, sit him. Yeah, but he does it all the time. I mean, he constantly does, regardless of who's throwing the football. I know he hasn't done much recently, but I, I know it's hard to sit on. I'm just saying, if you have a viable alternative, I'm not right. suggesting putting some, you know, Khalif Raymond in his place, but. Uh, you know, if you have, if you're debating, it's hard to play. Cole McCoy loves throwing to him. McSorley is just so awful. He can't throw to anybody. Uh, Broncos, how do you start any of these people? Judy's looking good just because it's the only person they have. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, it's tough. Two, two, two teams that are not good. That's correct. Um, two other teams that might not be that good. The Patriots lost to the Raiders in what was, if, the dumbest, maybe the dumbest play Most in the history of play football. ever. But uh, but I tell you what, how if you're Mac Jones and you're and you're the Patriots, the Raiders on the year have given up like the six most fantasy points to to opposing quarterbacks. Mac Jones has barely a hundred yards passing and no touchdowns. Now, granted, Ramondre Stevenson was a man possessed, 172 yards on the ground, averaged nine yards a carry when we weren't even sure if he was going to play because he's uh, fighting an injury. 
and he also had a rushing score. Obviously, no passing, no pass catcher was uh, was worth having. And then for the Raiders, Derek Carr had three touchdowns through the air. Josh Jacobs almost 100 yards on the ground, uh, and that's it. I mean, Dan, Dan Waller, he did find the end zone, but he only had three catches for 48. Um, Devontae Adams, four for 28. You did not need that going into your fantasy playoffs. But uh, paint us the picture, Kevin, of the of the final play and, and why the Raiders were able to win. Since the game was tied yeah. in the closing yeah. seconds. 24 all, last play of the game, literally, because time was out. Time ran out during that play. Mm-hmm. So Stevenson takes off, gets about a 30-yard gain, and then inexplicably decides to lateral to, I believe, Jacoby Myers, correct? Jacoby Myers, then, keep in mind again, we can go to overtime. It's tied. Jacoby Myers then decides to start running backwards. And then throws like uh, the the what was the the Tennessee miracle or whatever what Music, Music City, City miracle, miracle. decides yeah. to chuck the ball the whole way across the field to little baby Mac Jones. Meanwhile, who was it that jumped in Chandler front? Jones, the yeah, former Jones jumps in front, basically intercepts the ball, and then runs through Mac Jones about the same way that you would run through your son if he was trying to tackle you. And my he, son is four. He looked like a little baby trying to 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 tackle refrigerator Perry. He didn't even attempt to make a play. But that said, he it's Mac attempted. Jones. But he Chandler Jones just pushed him no, down. He, into- no, he was already falling backwards. As Chandler Jones put his hand out and pushed him the rest of the way oh, backwards. Great. It was ridiculous. Dude. At least just turn your head and grab his leg. Anything sure. you can do. But I'm not blaming it on him. So then Jones, of course, runs it in for an easy touchdown. Ends the game in regulation in one of the stupidest plays I've ever seen. Bill Belichick it, it had to logic on so up. many levels. Because if you were behind, yeah, you're going to do something like that. And then crappy things happen. But when you're tied, Ooh. going into overtime, that made no sense. This could very well cost the Patriots a uh, a spot in the playoffs because they they'd be in still. They'd be, I think, the six or seven seed if they'd have won this game. So think about that. They Bill Belichick takes a loss. His players made a bonehead mental error. There was a lack of effort on the play, and he they may have missed the playoffs. And he lost to Josh McDaniels, who was his underling for so many years. Bill Belichick must have broken everything in that locker room i the i bet the the raiders had to completely just redo the the drywall the lockers everything he must have been and most head coaches at the post-game interview would just be going crazy cussing up a storm wanting to hit stuff there threatening reporters he just goes us we made it we made a few mental mistakes well what about this on the play we made a couple mental mistakes I do love him for that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we made some mental mistakes. That's what you want to call it. Uh, yeah, crazy stuff. Uh, as far as my league of record, Sticky Buns, we talked about last week, played Ramondre Stevenson, ended up going from the one seed to the sixth seed because of his precious little ankle. That wasn't – he couldn't play that game, but it came back to rush for 172 yards on his bench. Oh. And if he Man. wasn't on his bench – He'd be moving on in the playoffs. Instead, mm-hmm. he's watching now with me. Ramondre right. Stevenson, he went on our league chat, and let's just say he didn't have a whole lot of kind things to say about Mr. Ramondre Stevenson. There may I have been some 
some some some threats involved. Sure. Uh, but he's watching the playoffs like I am now because of one guy. Well, the Tennessee Titans might be watching the playoffs as well. Uh, they lost in the final seconds to the Chargers. What a play at the end. Justin Herbert on the run, launching a 30-plus yard pass down the field. Mike Williams with a heck of a catch. Got down and kicked a field goal. It was awesome. Um, but for the Titans, Tannehill is actually out this week. They, they He's out for the season. Oh, Done. okay. Well, there you go. Done. So Malik Willis will be the starter. So whoever they are playing, play that defense. Derrick Henry was the leading rusher. He was also the leading receiver. Um, I'm sure if they let him throw the ball, he'd have been leading passer in this one too. Justin Herbert, we mentioned him. No touchdowns through the air, but he did have over 300 yards passing. Eckler finds a way to get it done every single week. He found the end zone in this one. So did Josh Kelly, but uh, I think Eckler was a little banged up. Keenan Allen, 8 for 86. And then Mike Williams, 4 for 67. You're okay with that, I guess, maybe. Um, not what you wanted, but, uh, you know, it's it's better than some of the dips Mike Williams can, can have. Well said. Don't teams – aren't the Titans one of the worst teams in the league as far as the defensive passing game? Like, don't teams yes. eat them up usually? It's very bizarre that this ended up – I know he had 313 yards, but it wasn't a pretty 313. If sure. you were counting on Justin Herbert to lead you to the playoffs or in the playoffs, boy, what a dud. And oh, and yeah. I, want, I need to ask you a question. I want your honest answer here. Do it. He played at Liberty. We're not going to pretend they are a – NCAA juggernaut. Right. Does Malik Willis really have a real chance in this league? Is he as bad as it looks like he's going to be? Or is it a mixture of he's just not good yet, he's still learning curve, and playing for an offense that is, as much as any team in the league, not based around the passing game? Uh, where where are the Titans going with this? I don't think he's good, man. Uh, he definitely needs time for sure. But he, I haven't even, has he even had any splash plays? Like, oh, yeah, like that's what we, because usually no, with these guys, nothing. right, you at least see something. It's like, he's only oh, got 17. He's played in one, two, three, four, five games at some level or other, not a lot. Yeah. And he's in that many games, he's only 17 for 38 for 177 yards and an interception. And, and this, two is why all those quarterbacks, this is why all those quarterbacks dropped. That's why they didn't go till the later rounds. But I don't think anybody expected it to go this far. A lot of people are like, man, the Titans, what a steal getting him. When they got him to third or fourth. Malik Williams was, or uh, Malik Willis, he was, some guys had him as the number one QB coming out. That's what I'm saying. And and here we are. And he looks like he doesn't even, he, he reminds me right now of that dude Hinton that had to play quarterback for the Broncos. Because <laughs> on, on that Hinton. morning, all their quarterbacks went out with COVID. Yeah. So they had to bring in a practice receiver. squad receiver yeah. to play quarterback. It's yeah, cool. I think one completion. He played quarterback for half a season in high school. So uh, I, I hope that's not the case because, I mean, man, but but awful. Yeah. Awful. Another thing that was awful is this next game that uh, sent me packing in that uh, fantasy league. The Bengals beat the Buccaneers 34-23. to It wasn't really that close. Honestly, I mean, it, they still won by 11, but it did, It felt like they won by a lot more. They were down Burrow. 17 to 3 at halftime. Then they scored 31 straight. I know. I know. It was just, it was great. Burrow, 200 yards uh, through the air, but four passing touchdowns. Mixon didn't really do anything. 
Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins all scored. So uh, that was great. Too bad T. Higgins couldn't have had a one catch for two yards more than he did. Brady, 3-12 and three. I know, two picks. Plus, he had two fumbles. I mean, come on. Um, Leonard Fournette actually outrushed Rashad White in this one. First time that's happened, I think, in, uh, you know, since Rashad White's been uh, taken over. And he also had um, more catches and receiving yards than Rashad White. Godwin had a nice game. Eight for 83. He does it every week. He just happened to score in this one, so that was great. But, but Russell Gage stole the other touchdowns, both of them. And Mike Evans, five for 83. Yeah. Too bad he couldn't get one of those scores. That would have been real nice. Yeah, I saw some like uh, Brady's uh, yards per attempt now is like the lowest of his entire career. They just have nothing. They can't do anything downfield. The the lack of running games killing them. It's just, I'm not saying none of this is his fault, but this is a team effort to be this bad. It's not one guy. It's just not. They're just awful. Like I said, they it's like the division's being handed to them, and they just don't want it. I know it. It is very unBrady like. That said, they could go into the playoffs at seven and ten, and you know full well whoever's playing them is not going to want to have to play them no i know i hope it's not philly is this the week they all bring it together is this the week that defense it plays up to its top three uh pre- prediction at the beginning of the year is this the week that those receivers decide that they're gonna be in the right spot uh but man that division it's it's difficult to watch it's uh, they're not just losing it's ugly ugly football all no. four of those teams speaking Bengals, of they are there they're gonna win that division they're gonna probably go in as the three seed and uh, man, you get Burrow in the playoffs. He's like like the new Brady. He's Watch out! Watch He's out! Uh, he, I mean, he Bradyed Brady, right? They were losing that game, and then the first game in Brady's career that he lost, I think, the with a double digit lead in the second half, something along those lines. Two touchdown lead in the second half. First game in his entire career, he lost. Uh, I believe it. Like I said. It, it, it didn't feel like the Bengals only won by 11, even though they were down at halftime. Right. I mean, they were, they dominated that second half. They sure did. The Giants beat the Washington Commanders 20 to 12 in another kind of gross game, not really enjoyable to watch. Saquon Barkley had 87 yards and a touchdown. No one else on the Giants worth having, not even Daniel Jones. Brian Robinson got you 89 yards um, for the. Uh, commanders and Jahan Dotson. If for some reason you had him in the flex, you were happy four for one of five and a score. And then scary Terry McLaurin, six for 70. I guess you'll take that. Um, but that's it. The, the real story of this game was the non pass interference call in the end zone where, I mean, the giants just straight tackled the Washington receiver before the ball. I mean, the ball wasn't even close to him and the, that was a tough no call. Yeah, PFT has these conspiracy theories going. Of course, Florio and his ways with his endless rumor mill crap that he likes to make up, drama queen. Nonetheless, that this rumor that the NFL has instructed referees to make sure the Redskins lose so they don't make the playoffs. Because the last thing you want to do is this Daniel Snyder-led team to make the playoffs. I think it's a crock. But that was a pretty egregious non-call. He straight up just bear-hugged him from behind. He couldn't even put his arms up to try to catch the ball. I, I don't know how they missed that. I, I do disagree with one thing, though. 
I actually enjoyed watching this game. As ugly as it was, there were some splash plays here and there that looked like real solid football. Our boy Kibito scored. He had the 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 what the the rare uh uh what's it called superfecta the sack strip fumble recover fumble and score all uh, in one play quite 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 impressive quadfecta no quad they're fecta? called they're called superfectas oh uh, i never heard of that you never heard of a superfecta at the racetrack oh uh, yeah exactos two horses trifecta then superfecta i don't i don't I don't uh, do horse racing. Well, you should hit the ponies once in a while. It's enjoyable. Why would I hit them? What do they do? What do you mean? I don't mean hit them. I mean go to see see oh. them. Yeah, take the boy. He'd like seeing the horses, and then you can put some money True. down, drink some beers. Perhaps. Perhaps. So, yeah, I enjoyed watching him. I would have loved to have seen that touchdown, a two-point conversion at the end, keep the game going, make it even better. But uh, that Yeah, that would have been fine. Yeah, that would have been cool. But it's tough to do that when your receivers are being tackled. Yeah. Before enjoy, the right. ball gets there. Did you enjoy watching the Packers double up the Rams 24 to 12? That game was not really very exciting. And sure Deshaun or uh, uh, Christian Watson just put the screws to me. So, uh, no, I was yeah, not Hig- happy with that game. For the Rams, uh, Higby scored. And since he's a tight end, anytime your tight end scores, no matter what the other stats are, you are happy. This has to be the worst season of Aaron Rodgers' career as far as fantasy is concerned. Uh, Aaron Jones, 17 for 90. You love that, especially since he also went forward for 36 with a receiving touchdown. A.J. Dillon, don't look now, two rushing touchdowns plus a couple catches. So that was great. Uh, but that's it. Receivers didn't do anything like you mentioned. Um, Christian Watson, nothing. So that's Rodgers it. wasn't hard. He's 22 of 30. Um if he could have got either one of those one Dylan one. touchdowns, he'd have been better off. But yeah, as far right. as fantasy, 10.3, terrible. AJ Dillon was the story of the game. It wasn't real fun to watch. They were freezing cold. Neither team was really trying to really push it. Uh, the Rams are just total trash. And you call it, they're going to be bad anyway. But man, with all these injuries, it's. They're done. Oh, they lost their center now. He's out nothing, for the rest of the yeah. year. They might as well just pack it up, just forfeit the rest of the season. Why even bother it's playing? Show. Might as well. All right, so are you ready to move on? Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's finish this up with um, a look into this week with our picks of the week. Now, I will say, make sure you're paying attention to weather. There's a lot of weather going on this weekend. Um, I don't, I can't remember all of the weather reports I've heard all week. So, uh, but you've mentioned this before. Uh, about me, the only one I really care about is wind. If you have wind, sustained wind, 25, 30 miles an hour, that's when I start getting worried. But uh, rain doesn't bother me too much. Snow doesn't bother me too much. Uh, it's the wind that uh, that I care about. Uh, let's go quarterbacks. How about Geno Smith? Uh, not a great game this past week, but he is going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to score points. He's going to have to keep up with them. And uh, they give up the fourth most points to quarterbacks over the last four weeks. I'm going with the guy that seems too easy, but Mr. Justin Herbert, awful game last week, six points, going up against a shell-shocked Colts team who, on top of that defensive meltdown, is now starting your best friend, Mr. Nick Foles, because Mr. Matt Ryan has been benched once again. 
<laughs> and I think they uh they need this game. Plus, it's Monday night. They're going to be fired up, and they really need this game to stay in the playoff hunt. Yeah, and the Colts just gave up almost 500 yards through the air to Kirk Cousins. So uh, total defense meltdown. It was ugly. Running back for me, you pick any of the Kansas City Chiefs running backs. You want Jarek McKinnon? Sure. You want Isaiah Pacheco? Please do, because they're going against the Seahawks, uh, who barely, barely are second uh, as far as most points given up over the last four weeks. The Colts actually give up the most, but uh, only by a quarter of a fantasy point. So give me uh Kansas City Chiefs running backs against the Seahawks. In a bitterly cold game with temperatures forecasted at the beginning of game time to be negative 17 degrees wind chill. Mm. I'm gonna take Mr. Najee Harris against the atrocious Raiders run defense. He might average three yards a carry but he's still going to get 100 yards and at least one touchdown because those boys from Vegas are not going to be able to handle that. I'm sorry, was that a, was that a touchdown guarantee? Well, I don't know what I would guarantee it with. Are, are you asking me, am I going to put my house up for it? No, no just, but are you, are you I am predicting, yes, at least 100 yards and at least one TD against an mm. atrocious Vegas run defense. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Let's let's move on to the receivers. Man, I'd love to say Devontae Smith simply because he has been balling lately and the Cowboys give up points to the receivers, but I just can't do it with Gardner Minshew as much as I want to. I just can't. Um, how about DJ Moore? Let's let's have him continue his role. He scored last week. Was it five for 70 or so? He's going up against the Lions. Lions are probably going to score some points against Carolina. Um, so let's, uh, let's have Sam Darnold get his boy in the end zone, um, along with Najee Harris. I like it. going to be mighty cold there. Mighty cold. That's all right. Mighty cold. So I'm, I'm picking an upset this week though. I'm not sure what the line is now. What is the line with Dallas and Philly now that hurts? No not playing. It had to tra- change drastically. I'll see if I can find it. You keep going. Nonetheless. Uh, I'm taking, again, another easy guy who's going to have a nice big game because they need him to is Mr. C.D. Lamb against your Philadelphia Eagles because I think the Eagles will still probably put up at least 28 points, but it won't be as pretty and quick as with Hurts. And Dallas absolutely needs this game because they are sort of, like we said, they're sort of falling apart here. Uh, I think Philly wins. They have the number one seed locked up, I believe, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah, and Dallas so. really wants a home playoff game. So why uh, the put up possibility of an eventual home playoff game. So I'm taking CD lamb to have an even better week than he had this previous week. Yeah. Cowboys are five point favorites. Ah, I don't see know. It, the is, but. And there's, yeah. So it was probably, I think the Eagles were what, like a three, three and a half before Hertz went down. Um, when did we find out? Yeah, they were. Yep. They were three. No. Well, when did we find out? When did we find out Hertz was hurt? Well, a few days ago, we knew it, but it wasn't until really this morning that they said he's definitely not playing. The Cowboys have been the favorite from the get-go, um, but I know Monday they were only a point-and-a-half favorite. But oh, they, okay. I thought I had seen that the Eagles were like three-point favorites at one point. Huh. But it also depends on the book you're looking at. So. Oh, true. All right. Where are we at? We at tight ends? <laughs> yeah. 
gosh, man, if this isn't the week for Mark Andrews, I don't, I, I don't know if that week's coming because the Falcons give up a lot of points. I'm not going to pick Mark Andrews because that one is a, uh, is a gimme. How about Tyler Conklin? How is he I a know- gimme? He sucks every week. Yeah, but if you have Andrews, you're starting him. Um, Tyler yes. Conklin for the Jets. I know Uzama caught both touchdowns last week, but uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars give up the third most points to fantasy tight ends over the last four weeks. So let's go Tyler Conklin. I'm taking Mr. TJ Hawkinson against the Giants. I think they're number nine the last four weeks. Again, most points given up against uh, tight ends. He sort of didn't do a whole lot last week. I think they're going to try and find a way to get him back involved with things. All right, defense for me, I already mentioned it, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I probably have them in all of my daily uh, lineups against Trace McSor- Trace McSorley and the Arizona Cardinals. You know, that, that's that's really the easy one. Uh, yes. We had talked about Jacksonville, you know. I, I'm still going with Cleveland because I think New Orleans is going to go in there and it is going to be, again, negative wind chill temperature and i think they're going to get eaten alive by that frightening defensive front for the browns all right well i don't see any reason to stray from our kicker strategy who's playing the vikings new york giants i'll take the giants kicker who's that i don't Graham know Gano? isn't it Graham uh, maybe i don't yes. know it could be that's a good one that's what good one. i got bucker going this week uh they're playing Seattle and Kansas City. They should score a lot of points. I'm going Harrison Bucker, even though he's been a little off lately. All right. Yeah, he has missed a few. All right, sir. Anything else for you? No, I'm good, buddy. Just getting ready for Christmas. For those uh, listening, remember, the majority of games this week are Saturday. Yes, thank Not you. Sunday. So, you know, don't procrastinate and end up missing half your team. You realize at two o'clock on Saturday that half your team is already playing and they're on your bench. That's right. Um, and also, if you have guys on Sunday, move them to your flex, uh, just in case you need to do some last minute tinkering. It's always easy to tinker with your flex position than being locked into a running back or a receiver or something like that. Tinker. All right, sir. You know awesome. something that Thank sucks. You. Is all three of these games on Sunday sort of suck? Who is it? I don't Green know Bay, Miami. I can at least I can get on board with that one. But then Denver and the Rams, and Oops. then that Bucks Cardinals game. Oops. Like I don't want I, I want some exciting yes. games. I want yeah, it to I'll be like what. two years ago when our boy Alvin Kamara and our yeah. once and done got six touchdowns for us. Now yeah. that was some exciting stuff. I tell you what, if the Buccaneers lose this one to the Cardinals and their third-string quarterback. They deserve to lose the division, yeah, 100%. All right, thank you all for listening. Make sure you check us out on Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, all that good stuff. Uh, Have a very Merry Christmas and enjoy your time with family and friends. Have a great holiday. Kevin, see you, bud. Ho, ho, ho.